This episode of Final Hour with the West Coast Neighbors was recorded just days prior to the tragic shootings in Orlando, and as such, we obviously don't talk about it on this episode. We will be covering that in more detail on the next episode. Our thoughts and prayers, though, do go out to all the families and uh, victims affected by it, and uh, yeah, hopefully we'll cover it. It'll be, well, it'll be covered in the next episode. Ready? Oh! Here we go again. Gonna wake up the downstairs neighbors. Don't let them beat you up. There's a chorus of opinions, but you know what you love. Don't let them tell you no. Don't let them talk that shit. The only thing they'll give you is reasons you should quit. Don't let them get you down. You just stand up tall. Sometimes everybody don't know anything at all. All right, you are listening to Final Hour with the West Coast Neighbors. I'm Seth. And I'm Brian. And we are back, finally. Oh, finally. Thanks to thanks to miracles, scientific science miracles. It's true. It's been a miraculous month of May following into June, you know, and yeah. I think we're going to die this year is my thought, though. I know we talked about this last year around the same time here. As soon as it starts to get super hot, I bitch about it all the time. But I just don't see, because it's hotter earlier, and it's hotter longer. And I feel like there's no way that we are going to, we're going to hit a point very soon where humans can't survive on it. I think we're going to hit that point sooner rather than later with you. Like (laughs) I think you'll be the first casualty. You'll be, there'll be a plaque someday, like 2,000 years from now. From probably like from one person, we'll put up the plaque. The last human being left on Earth will be like, "This is where Seth Yonka melted for the last time when he died and melted, and this is where it all began." And then we all started dying after that. That's that's the future. You're welcome. I predicted it. Now, why do I go first? Because you don't you don't like the heat so much more than I really you. don't. I I do not like the heat, but I also can live with it sometimes. Depends. I think California has hardened me to the heat in much the same way that living in Oregon pretty much made it like, oh, I can I can breathe ice crystals. That's fine. Now I can't, but I can survive in the heat. So, but uh-huh. I've been Fuck in California you, a little bit longer than you. Why is it killing me? Because you're from Chicago. You bastard. Yep. No one from Chicago can acclimate to anything other than high <laughs> winds and frozen temperatures. You, you're incapable of mutating. Mutating. I feel like we need to talk about that today. Mutations. Yep. Cause uh, and I want to save it because this is actually one that we both have seen. So let's save it for a little bit later. But I feel like holy we need God, to talk we've about the both X-Men. seen a movie. I the know, same right? Movie. I think so. Nah. You're talking about the the original X Men movie with like Hugh Jackman and yeah, 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 and yeah, yeah. And Patrick Stewart. Yeah, right? I haven't seen that one. I haven't seen that one. No. Oh. Okay. Never seen it. The part where Wolverine flies to Mars with his dick. No, I've never seen that. Didn't see it. It's a great movie, though. <laughs> Let's check the time. Yeah, within about three, four minutes, we got our first dick reference. First Yay. Dick reference. <laughs> I don't know why this show isn't just called Dicks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you're listening to Dicks. <laughs> see? have a nice ring to it? Maybe that's what we need to do. Final hour just needs to be rebranded as Dicks, and then we'll do it just more dicks. often. Because we do Dicks often. Ha-ha! No. Oh. It's not okay. It was. I had fun with it. 
it is ungodly hot, which means it's summer. And yep. it also means it is baseball season, which I know is your favorite Woo-hoo! time of year. The time well, when America's pastime and the world indeed slows to enjoy the pace of a summer's day with nine innings of heaven. Mm-hmm. Yep. How are those try Dodgers put, doing? Try and put that poetry on some fucking football. <laughs> Dodgers are actually doing all right. They're not bad. Got some young guys who are playing well. But they're not as good as the flipping Cubs. Who I'm sorry, say are, that again? They're not as good as the Cubs. I, th- I think your mic Cubs. is cutting out. Say that one more time. Nope. They are not as good as the Cubs because you know what's happening right now. <gasps> this is going to be the Mount Everest of Chicago sports disappointments. They're going <laughs> to get all the way to the World Series, and they're going to go up three games to none on whoever they play, probably some team that just is awful. Like, I don't know. I can't even think of a bad enough team for the Cubs to beat on uh, the Dodgers. World Series. They wouldn't make it to the World Series together because they're both in the National League. Yeah, I know. I was huh. just trying to pick on you. You're just trying to pick on the Dodgers. Nice try. Uh, <laughs> let's say the Yankees. They go against the Yankees, who are terrible this year. The Yankees suck, and they're gonna get, but they're somehow going to get to the World Series with the Cubs, and it'll go seven games. The Cubs will be up 3 nothing, and then lose four in a row and wind up and just to because Chicago needs more water, so they're going to get their fans to cry. A lot more. <laughs> so that's what's going to happen. But they are doing really well right now. So really bask in the sunlight, the warm Chicago summer. I'm sorry, warm Chicago summer. Scalding, <laughs> frying Chicago summer. Isn't it really humid there too? Like, yeah. Is that stupid lake? Yeah. The, big, the misplaced ocean that God was right. like, oops, I dribbled <laughs> a little of the Pacific oh, into Canada. Oh, well, I'll just leave them oh, there. Well, let's, let's just call it a lake. Not like anybody's no. going to be dumb enough to try and live near it. No one's going to build a city near this thing. Oh, God. <laughs> and I thought Sodom and Gomorrah was bad. <laughs> um, <sighs> all right, so you think that they're going to make it to the World Series, but they're just going to blow it They'll at lose. the end. Oh, yeah. Jay Cutler will somehow have something <laughs> to do with it. And Jay Cutler and a goat are going to yeah. just and a goat attack. S- storm the field on Game 7. They'll have to cancel it and forfeit it and give it to the other team. And that'll be the, the tragic, sad ending for Chicago. Bears fans are, yeah, whatever. Bears, Cubs. They love do the Bears, you, don't they, man? Ursine do you watch uh, Do you watch Parks and Rec at all? Or did you watch Parks and Rec? I did. actually just watched the whole thing like the last over the last like three, four months. I've been watching it. I finished it, though, yeah. I am, I'm two episodes into the last season myself. I'm, I've been binging it, too. It's, uh, it's funny that I didn't see it at all while it was actually on. No, uh, neither. And uh, and originally, I just saw it as a a cheap ripoff of The Office because it's a similar format. Yeah. But it's so much better than The Office, and uh, it's probably yeah. one of my favorite comedies that's been on TV in recent years. Oh yeah, no, it's brilliant. I didn't, and again, I didn't watch it until I could kind of binge it, I guess, and then I binged right. my way through the whole thing. Yeah. But no, uh, I. Uh, I bring it up because of Chicago Cubs. Uh, I don't Mm. know if you noticed this. You know how we, last year, we had the almost Back to the Future prediction come true. True. Um, If they actually can pull it off this year and win, which seems more likely than last year, um, Parks and Rec uh, actually got that right. Because in the last season, Uh they they time jumped up to 2017 
and they're in Chicago briefly, and one of the characters says, you know, everybody's still in a really good mood because of the Cubs winning the series. So that would be True. this series. Parks and Rec got it right, and Back to the Future yep. didn't. Ah, that's true. That would be kind of interesting. Chris because they have a guardian. He's so hot right now. He's he's one of my favorite things on the planet Earth right now. If it's he's like his next movie. He's supposed to do Guardians of the Galaxy two. Mm-hmm. What else is he? I I feel like he's doing. He's like, doing another Jurassic Park. I'm sure. Oh yeah, they're, but they're I think that. there's something else that he is working on too, and it's oh well, probably uh, another Lego movie. I imagine he pretty much just he's he, got franchises he has, out the ass. That guy. Yeah. <laughs> he might as well open a subway or a Quiznos because he is the franchise guy right now. He is the he is the triple F fur franchises and fun. I guess let's go with that. Sure, one. why not? He seems fun. I bet he's a nice guy. And why fur? Uh, beard. Check that beard. Oh, and gotcha. Okay, I haven't seen works. his chest hair, but I'm sure it's plentiful. I have no doubts. I'm trying to think because he was. He was shirtless in Guardians at one point. I'm trying to think if if he had the. the they probably hairy. shaved it. They, they could have waxed they it if, if it was. But I I kind of vaguely remember there being some fur there, and they probably just trimmed it up for him, you know, mm. to like trim the Pratt fur. God, that's <laughs> a. I want that job. I was gonna say uh, you probably if trimmer? you look at the movies, I bet that's in the credits. Uh, somebody's fur. title is the Pratt fur trimmer. Pratt fur trimmer. <laughs> that is a job I want, and I did not know. <laughs> no, actually, uh, so like the first year, quick little story time. Uh, the first year I moved to California, my missus was working up at Universal Studios at the Halloween Horror Nights, and one of the um, one of the girls that she was working with was also a makeup person on the side, and so okay. she uh, was telling her this story about this independent film shoot. You know, this is like four or five years ago when we first moved here, uh, and. Uh, she was like, it's really, I had the best job ever. And she's like, what was your job? She's like, well, it's this movie called Magic Mike. And my job was to oil <laughs> Channing Tatum. And like, that was just her job was to oil his body before he went out to go dance. <laughs> and she's like, I cannot believe I got paid money to do that. And I kind of was like, that does, I mean, I'm a straight male and that sounds like a pretty dope job. I mean, I don't this know how comfortable I would This is when you just moved out here? Yeah, first, like maybe within the first like three months. That explains it. I was trying to figure out why you were so enamored with California so quick. Because I remember when you guys moved out here, and mm. shortly after being here, there was like a, a month-long period where every day you just sat, and you had the weirdest grin on your face, and you were just like, I'm never leaving California. Now it makes sense. Well, I mean, I being a, chain, a, a Tatum oiler is not as exciting to me as being a Pratt fur trimmer. That sounds well, of a course lot not. better. Being, I mean, don't get me wrong, Tatum Oiler also sounds like a pretty decent job, but <laughs> Pratt Fur Trimmer just says yes to me. It just not it only, speaks to Not me. only those sound like um, jobs that you would appreciate on a film set, but they also sound like they could really be late night infomercials, like as <laughs> you know, TV Fur products. It's true. So, do you need a uh, Tatum Oiler? Are you feeling dry in that warm Chicago summer? And Get Call the now oiler. for $19.99. We'll <laughs> double the order for free. And add the Pratt Fur Trimmer at no extra cost. <laughs> shipping and handling just not included. Shipping and handling. Yeah. No, that would absolutely be it. I just think that trimming Chris, Chris Pratt's chest fur would be a little bit like a bonsai tree, you know, like a similar <laughs> kind of like you could make like nice designs in it. 
maybe spell like Star Lord if you wanted. I don't know. He'd be into it, right? Oh, I think he'd probably let you do whatever. Do you think he has back hair, or is that like a thing that they just don't go for? You'd have to like get rid of the back hair. I well, I feel like. I know it's I speculation because like you haven't seen it and I haven't. But let's speculate for a minute sure. about Chris Pratt's back hair because that's the sort of show we run. And I just I want you to speculate he, for a moment. I think that he naturally has it, but I do think mm. that it is actually... Now, I don't think it's like no entry-level Pratt fur trimmer is going to get to the back Oh, God, zone. no. Because that's, that's important That's more stuff. like you got yeah, you to work your way up. Like, you know, a couple, yeah. different, couple different shows working with There is no such thing as a level. rookie... Pratt back hair trimmer. That's not yeah, a job no. you can get. That's like well, because it's not even trimming. I think in that one, no. I'm pretty sure it's fully, fully clearing. Full. Oh yeah, you got you got to clear cut that forest, and yeah. uh, you know it's important. Uh, so yeah, no, I think of the back hair. I feel like the beard trimming because I mean, if it is fur, we're talking all fur. Um, I don't. I, let's be honest. I'm betting his wife trims the pubes. Okay, I was Pratt, like, let's the not go there. The Pratt pubes are probably trimmed by Mrs. Pratt. Now, if Mr. Pratt gets cast in Magic Mike 3, though, mm. I am thinking that that is probably going to fall into the realm of the Pratt fur trimmer's job. To oil Pratt? Well, I was thinking the to, the downstairs. Oh, trim the pubes. To, to, yeah. to trim the Pratt pubes. Um, yeah. Oh, you know what you could call? Like like if you've got like a, a Pratt pube trimmer, the, the <laughs> veteran Pratt back hair trimmer. <laughs> I like that there's different positions. And of course, you know, like if you're just if you're just entry level, you're you're trimming the chest hair, the Pratt, That's the Pratt chest hair. Uh but I really feel Maybe like the pits. it would be Maybe the you pits. Could call it the Pratt pack. Yes. All right. You have ten seconds. Name the supervisory role of the Pratt pack. Who's in charge of the Pratt pack? Oh what's the that Pratt title? Super, I mean, yeah. Uh I mean the the well, it would have to be something. I mean, do you need to micromanage that? You've got like four people. I mean, he would be the manager, right? You'd be the Pratt. The Pratt okay. manages the Pratt pack. He's in that's charge fair. of his own stuff. I feel like that's a sort of home. I mean, if, if he wants to farm it out, someone else could be the Pratt, I guess. But then, you know. But is that Would that be a Pratt by proxy or proxy Pratt? Proxy Pratt, yeah. That would be the Pratt okay. by proxy. Uh, and that would be if he hired someone to be his body hair trimmer, the Pratt body hair trimmer. Yeah. We've spent a lot of time on this. I feel like if this isn't a thing or doesn't become a thing, it's kind of a yeah. waste. And Hollywood's yeah, you know, missing out. Or speculation that could lead to future. Like it, the conversation needs to be started, and then it's up to others to take it and make it real. I mean, we can only come up with the idea. We can't carry it to fruition here. That's Except that we can and we do, because you forget the mm. things that we predict on this show happen in Hollywood. They, this one could have already happened. Like, I am actually, <laughs> later after we're done here, going to Google Pratt Fur Trimmer and see if the Pratt Fur Trimmer is a job that I can apply for. Go, of course, entry level. <laughs> of course, entry level. I'll even yeah, start with the toe gonna hair. you're just going to be doing chest and pits. Yeah, toe hair. And if they want to, you know, like, let me up to maybe ear hair, I'll think about it. But that's, you know, nose. I don't, I don't aspire to nose hair yet. I know that that is like 10, 20 Actually, years little known fact, mm. the Pratt has no nose hair. No nose hair in the Pratt? No nose hair. It's just, it's one of his gifts. Wow. That guy is mm -hmm. a lucky guy. Right. No nose hair. So is Anna Ferris. Well, franchises. she's not a lucky guy, but. Which is a lucky lady, obviously. I mean, mm -hmm. assuming she loves fur. But doesn't would hope. like nose hair. But doesn't like nose hair. Right. Do it's any women like market. nose hair? I don't know if any women actually, like, 
Like I, it's just a thing. I think that's the one hair you could like. I know girls that are like, "Ooh, beard's sexy," or like, you know, like, "Oh, like a guy with a hairy chest or something." Not as often. Nobody says, "Oh man, that guy's nose hair is really hot." Like I've never heard a girl ever, ever, ever say. I mean, the, the rules sad of thing is, what's it? Was it rule thirty four? Rule thirty four of the internet says it must. There's at least yeah. one person out there who's got like the one lady message board going where she's like, "Oh, have you seen?" Tom Cruise's one nose hair that's peeking out on Mission Impossible 2. Oh, man. <laughs> you freeze it on frame 3027, and it's, oh, it's glorious. <laughs> She's, like, talking to herself. Maybe one other lady somewhere in the world. I don't know. But, I yeah. Think, I feel like Chewbacca Mom probably also enjoys it. Chewbacca Mom? Oh, yeah. I, you know, I didn't know about her. Is that really a thing? Apparently. Chewbacca Mom? I actually still have yet to watch the video. It's one of those things that was, like, blowing up everywhere, and I just kind of... I don't know. The hipster in me f- sometimes shuts down on stuff like that. Uh, like why I, part of the reason I've I never watched Titanic because it just mm. was so popular and so. Wait, you n- even nope. now? Even now, like we're we're approaching like the twenty year anniversary here of that movie. Yeah, twenty years. You've still never like you like. Trust me, the hype has died down a bit. <laughs> There's no one standing in line for that. No one's bothering Leo about it or Kate Winslet. It's not that bad of a movie, actually. The weird thing is, so I watched it the first time, and I was like, eh. I I watched it, like, probably uh, early 2000s, like, four or five years after it came out. I didn't see it. I was like, meh, I don't care. And then, like, four or five years later, I watched it for the first time, and I was like, it's not a bad movie. It's not a great movie. Whatever. It's a really long movie. Whatever. And I just didn't care. And I watched it again, probably, like, in 2008, and I was like, that's a better movie. And then just recently, probably, like, two, three years ago, I watched it, and I was like, this is actually a really good movie. So I don't know if, like, maybe I've just grown into it or something, but I was like, Titanic is not bad. Is it... So do you think it got better because of the multiple viewings or because of you growing? I think I got senile. That really... (laughs) Also, you know, just maybe being older makes you appreciate Titanic more. I don't know. I think it was generally, you did say it's a long movie. Maybe it's like a Stockholm Syndrome thing you did to yourself. True, true. Uh, I mean, I will, I will, I won't lie. The romance part of it, like the first three fourths of the movie, is still just not that great. It's not bad. It's certainly not bad. It's a decent romance, but I mean, I, I have no real interest in watching a twink attempt to sweep Kate Winslet off her feet. That's <laughs> I don't care. Uh, but then when the boat like starts to sink, like the actual like historic whoa, whoa, like history- spoilers, bro. Oh, sorry, we wait. No, that's <laughs> way past our limit of spoilers. I can see all the spoilers. I want about that one. Uh, so, I mean, yeah, when that starts to go down, the movie gets infinitely better because it's like James Cameron got bored with the romance action, uh, angle and was like, you know what, I'm just going to make an action movie. And he's really good at those. So, like, the last, like, hour of the movie is really good. But, like, hmm. the first hour and a half is a bit dodgy. Okay. Unless you love watching Twink's romance. Kate Winslet. Oh, how well you know me. I do. I knew that that <laughs> sentence would speak to you. On a lot of levels. I mean, you were really disappointed having to sit through, you know, watching the Shia Revenant. LaBeouf. The Revenant. Watching watching him romance bears. Mm-hmm. There's another fur trimming job. Leo. <laughs> it's also a great sequel. Romance of the Bears. Romance of the Bears. <laughs> God, I just want to be the movie studio executive that calls Leo <laughs> with that offer. Leo, I want you to understand. The Revenant, it was a huge hit. Oscar winning. You got an Oscar out of it. He needs a sequel, Leo. <laughs> like, just like, <laughs> what? 
That's Romance <laughs> of the Bears, and it's just you and the bear fucking in the forest, Leo, forever. It'll cross lines, boundaries. It's like Brokeback Mountain meets Fozzie Bear. Like just Actually, picture it this way. The bear that he that he fought, right? He fought a bear, yes. Didn't he end up killing it and like wearing its stuff? Well, spoilers, but yeah. I mean, yeah, everybody knows. He, if he didn't win the fight, it's a really short movie. <laughs> so yeah, he, he wins right. against the bear. He kills the bear. Well, and the movie itself is not all about the bear, so I don't feel terrible no, about that. No, it's spoiler. true. It's not the whole um, point of the film. In fact, it's really just the exposition that sets up the actual story of the film. I mean, it is a a, a pretty linchpin scene that a lot of people remember because it's really well done. But yes, yeah, they, they, they keep, it's not exactly the main plot point of the film. Isn't Leo fights a bear for like two hours? Like, if we were to compare it to Titanic, him fighting the bear is pretty much people getting on the Titanic. Yeah. The story is what happens once they're there. And the story well, was yes. what happened once he got fucked up by the bear. Right. So the so inciting anyway, incident. Yes. So, yes. So for the sequel, he's still wearing his bear suit, right? Yeah. No, he has And he to be, comes sure. across the spouse of the bear that he killed. Whoa. And at first there's, there's tension. There's got to be tension. Like, cause yeah. Right? But wearing the skin of your time, loved one? It yeah the 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 tension shifts Man. from from like revenge and hatred to smoldering passion. His greatest love sprung from his greatest hate, Romeo and Juliet, right there. Boom. In which a in which a twink romanced Claire Danes. Uh, we can watch <laughs> a furry twink <laughs> romance a bear. You know the sad thing is I feel like that actually could get greenlit in Hollywood. Like, that would be a straight-to-DVD type of bullshit, but sure. that could actually exist. Le- and Leo wouldn't be in it. It'd be like Scott Bio or somebody. or like Right, maybe. yeah. What, what's, what's Josh Hartnett doing right now? Because maybe he'd <laughs> probably get him on that on board that. I'd be like, so, Josh, you're going to fuck this bear? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> fine. Why not? <laughs> Do you remember The Revenant? Yeah, yeah. All right. Do you remember... Leo in the Revenant. Yeah, yeah. All right. You're going to be working in the same world. You're going to be that character. I'm telling you, this is money. This is your Oscar moment. <laughs> by the way, remember all the rumors about getting fucked by a bear? <laughs> kind of going to make that happen now. <laughs> That's a thing. <laughs> uh, also, as long as we're creating great Hollywood jobs, the mm. bear fuck wrangler would be a job <laughs> I would also be interested in. <laughs> So well, would there be like a bear fluffer? <laughs> I mean, it depends <laughs> on how realistic you're going with the film. <laughs> I mean, it, obviously he's not going to. I mean, well, for starters, there's also the question of is is Josh Hartnett gonna fuck the bears? Where's <laughs> <laughs> the bear gonna fuck, gonna Josh, fuck Hart. Josh Hartnett? Who's the top? Now, now we're getting existential. <laughs> well, I mean, that fucks who? I mean, <laughs> are we going with that he killed the male bear? Because in the in, in the Revenant, the first one, and God help us if there's not continuity here. <laughs> <laughs> it's the bear's cubs. You know, the bear's protecting his or her cubs from Leo. And right. that's why Leo gets in the fight with the bear. So we have to assume that was probably the mom if okay. we're assigning gender roles, which we are. <laughs> so, you know, we're they're they're sexist bears. So is the mom that Leo killed. And so this is a gay bear love story, <laughs> not about another hairy man, but about an actual bear. 
<laughs> okay, then I've, I'm seeing cross-promotion material here. Brokeback Mountain 2, <laughs> The Revenant, <laughs> Romancing the Bear. I mean, basically, if you're going to make, you could just release it as Brokeback Mountain 2 and The Revenant 2. Like, it could be both. <laughs> you, just, you just release it in different countries under different names. And but I, I feel like we could actually sell this shit to, uh, would it be Paramount? Because they're the ones that are trying to do, like, Men in Black with the... Uh, oh, uh, yeah, the 21 Jump Street. Yeah, yeah. 21 Jump they're Street. They're clearly so insane they're over there. They're on board for this shit. Get Jake Gyllenhaal on the line, and he can be the uh, the third the leg bear. on this triangle. <laughs> but he's okay. been dating the bear for a while because, you know, <laughs> you know, because he's been alone. He's been alone on the mountain. So he's been dating this bear. And all of a sudden, along comes Josh Hartnett as Leo DiCaprio's character wearing. And they, it's just will the bear leave Jake Gyllenhaal to be with his real love, Josh Hartnett. And even more of a twist. You know how Jake got with the bear? No. Same kind of tension. The bear killed the Heath Ledger character, which is why he won't be there. Oh, okay. And what started with revenge and hatred turned into smoldering passion there. And he mm. is seeing it happen with Leo's character as played by Josh. Hartnett, right, yeah. Well, I mean, the end of Brokeback Mountain, obviously, and this is, we're past the spoiler alert here, folks. I mean, is that Jake Gyllenhaal's character does die. So we could oh. do a thing where it was like, but he wasn't really dead. Like it was, so Heath Ledger spent his whole life being sad. Wait. Wait, Jake Gyllenhaal was sad and he had to go, you know. He I'm going to turn what was an oversight into yet another crossover. We now blend it with the Game of Thrones universe. Jake is a White Walker. So undead. Okay. Right? So it's a zombie bear human love triangle. And the bear has to decide whether he wants to be. I, you know, that actually makes sense to me uh, mm -hmm. because Jake Gyllenhaal's character would be not human. Therefore, the bear would be like, OK, with that. Like, oh, I love the smell of rotting flesh. That's like what I eat all the time. So it'd be like, <laughs> it'd be like if someone wore like bacon, uh, you know, perfume at a place for people that love bacon, I guess. Anyway, um, wait, so the point a, is there a place where people don't love bacon? Just quick good point question. everywhere. Exactly. So it would just be something that everyone would love. Uh, so the mm -hmm. bear. So to come back around to my original question. Who's the top, Josh Hartnett or the bear? <laughs> that's what that's the one unresolved issue we have there, because that is how the bear fuck wrangler is going to have to handle the situation. Does he need to stop Josh Hartnett from fucking the bear or the bear from fucking Josh Hartnett to death. One of these things um, need to happen. And I say that's the one question we don't tell our listeners because they need to wait and watch the movie to find that out. Good point. Fair enough. For now, Boom. we're just gonna get a we're gonna we're gonna get a bear fuck stunt person to come in and uh, yes. just you know it's that way Josh if Josh wants to opt out of the actual scene of humping the bear. Which also, if we're gonna go for actual penetration and go for realism here, like full on NC seventeen, we will need a bear fluffer as well. Right. So I think I, we, I, I just I really, want to point out that in the notes last, on this, like, right? no, not at all. Fuck. Well, there's another dream down the toilet. So back to sports. Sure. Um, <laughs> the Cubs. <laughs> Speaking of bears, the Cubs. <laughs> Speaking of bears, the actually, bears. I was going to ask about the bears. Oh, the bears. Okay, yeah. Um, they're currently not being fucked by Josh Hartnett. They're not. None of them. No. But do you think they will be fucked again by Jay Cutler? Absolutely, and he will definitely be the top. Yeah, so, yeah. I have no doubts in my mind that uh, Jay Cutler will. Well, I mean, here's the thing: he wasn't bad last season. No, he wasn't. 
They'll have Alshon. Wait, did they kept Alshon? Oh, it was Matt Forte they lost, which is okay, yeah, really. Because Matt Forte is kind of his. Uh, no I offense, like he's over 30. lost Wrong Jeffrey, 30. too, though. They didn't lose Alshon Jeffrey, did they? That would be insane if they lost. No, they kept him. They have sure? to. They have franchise I feel like they lost one of their wide receivers. Maybe Eddie Royal or somebody. What What they do get back is um, Kevin White, their draft pick from last year, who was injured all season, who's a really good receiver. So Allegedly. Allegedly. One doesn't know how he's going to receive until he gets out there and, and is humped by Jay Cutler. We'll see. <laughs> um, maybe he can be played by Josh Hartnett. Um, anyway, the so I think, I think they've got a good chance of having a pretty good receiving core. So Jay Cutler might actually not be terrible next year. They've been working on the line. Uh, the draft picks were all like linemen, so they were trying to make the line better, and their defense is terrible now, but at least their offense is better. If they can make the defense slightly better... I said they got a shot. Vikings aren't that good yet. The Lions are still in Detroit. It just leaves <laughs> Green Bay, really. You think Aaron Rodgers is going to die anytime soon? No. Is he still with Olivia Munn, by the way? Probably. Would you, would you leave her? No. There you go. I would not leave Olivia Munn. And let's face I mean, it, I she's would... not leaving the discount double check because no, like, I mean, he always yes. gets the job done. Even if it's a Hail Mary, <laughs> he always gets it in there. I mean, I, now that our show has just completely gone straight into the NC-17, <laughs> do you think they have like a sex position called the discount double check that they every time they do it, they get like a little bit of money from State Farm? I <laughs> Actually, sadly, I, I think they do. And not only do they get a, a cutback, but also every time they do it, there's a rapping at the window and they look over <laughs> and it's that fat guy going, hey, Rogers! Discount double check. <laughs> discount that, double check. <laughs> he watches him get it on. Damn it, I want to be that guy. Right? Screw the Pratt fur trimmer. That's the job I want. <laughs> I want to be I want to be discount double check chubby Packers fan. <laughs> as long as I get to see a little money naked, I'm okay with that. Right? The discount double check chubster. You know, you know what she reminds me of is a little bit of Lucy Lou. She's got like that, like, like she's not gonna get unhot anytime soon. Like no. Olivia Munn just has that like really sexy look that is just going to be kind of timelessly sexy like helen mirren kind of has it going on like, where it's like she was hot when she was uh, young and now she's old and she's still hot like olivia Mun and lucy lou's not like old now but she's older than like mm. the charlie's angels days and she still looks ridiculously good and mm. olivia munn kind of has that thing where like she's starting to get a little older but it's like you're still smoking hot that's not going away yeah so, no, she just me, she like Aaron, look like she's aging at all i know much like Aaron Rodgers, whose play never seems to age, and he continues to pummel the poor Chicago Bears into the ground every winter. <sighs> he and Olivia Munn's dominance of Chicago will be timeless. Sorry. I don't think Aaron Rodgers... Is. So to answer your question all the way through our Olivia Munn fantasy, <laughs> no, I don't think Aaron Rodgers is dying anytime soon, uh, unless he's killed by a pack of horny teen boys desperate to get with Olivia Munn. Cool. With the Bears basically pretty much not contending because Aaron Rodgers is alive, uh, I can only point to the Euro 2016 soccer as being kind of exciting thing, maybe. Wait, the what? For Euro. Uh, it's where all of the uh, countries of Europe basically get together and have like a mini European Cup where they all, like the best players from each country, they all get together and have like a tournament and they play uh, um, football. And uh, it's in France this year. And the French are actually really favored to win it. Uh, Wait, but yeah, the that, French that, are favored to win something? Yeah. Uh, they're, they're French football team. 
which, I mean, if you know any history of the French football team, the last 10 years has been basically them showing up at a tournament, pissing all over their hotel room and being sent home early. They've, they've been really <laughs> French about it. And so they have finally stopped being French, and they're going to win things now. Sorry, France. Huh. You're, chi- you're Europe, Chicago. <laughs> so the Euro Cup. Yep. That just, okay. So it, now, do they do that every year, or do they do that every four years like the World uh, Cup? It's every, I think it's like every four years, yeah, like the World Cup. So, so it like literally is like the World Cup, but they just don't let other people play. They just exclude all the poor countries and the countries that suck at soccer, like the U.S. So they're just like, no, 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 Canada, no, no, U.S., you stay home, and you poor countries, no, 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 no. And Asia, they don't even touch. So they just, yeah, it's just it's just Europe. That's like, what? that's, I just, I don't know, it feels, I feel like that's, I don't know, racist is the wrong word, but. No, it's probably, yeah. I mean, well, it's not racist because, like, a lot of, I don't know if you've noticed, but most of Northern Africa is moving to Europe already. Large chunks <laughs> of the Middle East are moving to Europe. So it's becoming less racist just because there's lots some more, like, being European is now basically, like, like a one in three chances that you're white, you know? Probably not. So, so like, but, France but is, I still France feel like it's discriminatory, like, not racist, but there's some, I feel discriminated oh, against as an American. Why? So that they wouldn't let you go play the sport that no one in this country cares about? <laughs> like, I have bad news for you. There's probably a table tennis championship in China that we're not invited to either. Wait, what? This is bullshit. Yep. Those Chinese, they love the table tennis, and they have just beaten Americans into the ground repeatedly to the point where they're just like, no, th- don't even show up. Just There is only <laughs> one home. thing we can do to correct these injustices and get our nation into those tournaments. Elect Donald we Trump? We need to elect Trump, yep. I I kind of wondered if that was where you're going. So somehow electing Donald Trump is going to make us better at soccer is what you're saying. It's going to make America great again in everything, Brian. Including soccer? Wait, wait, how can we be great again at something we were never really that good at? Weren't we? Weren't we? No, we never have been very good at soccer. I, I don't know. Ever. What about that one time? No. America no. has never won the World Cup. We've never even been out of group play in the World Cup. Which is like saying we are the Chicago Cubs of soccer. <laughs> that means don't. this is our year. It has. This could be our year if we were invited to be in Euro, but we weren't <laughs> because we're not in Europe. So, damn it. So it's too late. Yep. Sorry. Come back, Parks and Rec, and make an episode about the United States <laughs> winning the World Cup, so that you know, in four years, when Trump is president, we can be great again at soccer. Do you think so, he'll be good at soccer and shit like that? Like, like, is he going to care about that, or is he just going to care about walling minorities out of the U.S.? Which, by the way, I think will make us worse at sports. <laughs> let's be honest. Most um, of the reason we're or any will good it make us better because the ones that get here are going to be super athletic. <laughs> I mean, I'm that's sorry. the fair. If you clear maybe that's that why wall. he wants to build the wall. That's why he wants the wall. Is like he's like, no, no, I don't want to keep them out. Just want to make sure the ones that get over the wall are really good at. I mean, I hate to break it to you, but there's not a lot of wall climbing in soccer. So, what? I mean, they'll be real. You're not even allowed to use your hands. So, I would think if you're getting over the wall, you're probably pretty decent with your hands. I should so watch a soccer game at some point. I don't think I know what this is. It's sort of like football, except, you know, there's a lot fewer commercials. I don't mean like oh. a lot fewer commercials. <laughs> Fair enough. So, yeah. Speaking of uh, sports, though, that uh, people. Where jumping would be beneficial, and then we'll get off the sports talk because uh, aside from our aside from our deviation into <laughs> bestiality, um, 
Yep. This has been a little sports heavy so far, but sure, uh, it is the NBA Finals going on. I mean, aside from the 25 minutes we spent talking about <laughs> Josh Hartnett getting humped by bears. <laughs> I'm sure we'll yeah. edit that down to 20. <laughs> for sure. So, yeah, the NBA Finals, for sure, where there are no bears. There are no bears in the NBA Finals no. at all. Uh, no cubs. Just the, no bears. No, no bulls. Calves. There's calves. There are, well, barely. Barely. They are kind of getting blown out. Um, last night, or no, I don't I remember when it was, but yeah, a few nights ago or something at game two, and they absolutely, that was like watching some, some uh, Germans play some Brazilians in the World Cup. That was, it was brutal. Like, you just kind of wanted to look away after halftime. Like, this is just ugh, not good. I, I feel like LeBron James is kind of, he's like done as the face you of the so? NBA. I kind of think it's Steph Curry now. I'm not going to lie. I'm okay with that, Oh, too. I agree with that. I never really dug LeBron James too much. No, no offense, mm-hmm. the guy's talented basketball player. Just something about him. Maybe it's the fact that he looks like Black Abraham Lincoln. Kind of always weirded me out. You know, like I was just like, didn't get it really. Well, we've documented my hatred of LeBron James. Oh yeah, since, yeah, we have. So you're okay with this? Yeah, I'm. I'm more than okay with it. How are you with it? I mean, I feel like if we were to create the character, or I mean, not the character, but the job of barefuck stunt person, you would want LeBron James to be that role i think so yeah. yeah yeah okay for those of you listening at home he nodded very vigorously at that statement so <laughs> sometimes he forgets we're on a podcast I and do. nodding is not a thing uh yeah no uh, other than that man steph curry just what the man great season now that is like watching magic i'm pretty sure he is not a warrior he is a wizard uh which is also a team in the nba but i think he secretly just plays for the warriors because but he's a wizard. He's a wizard of basketball. They need to create a four-point line so that he can make more points <laughs> from further back. It would be very. I would be down with that. Do you think that actually might happen? Like the way that like sports mm, yeah. and everything changes over time. Do you think like within our lifetime we might actually see like just a total revamp in the sense that we actually get a four-point line? Yeah. Oh yeah. No. I mean, I don't know if you knew this, but within my lifetime, uh, the three-point line did not exist when I was born. Just to date myself there as to how old I am. <laughs> there was no way to get a three-point play when I was a baby. Very soon after even, I was a baby. Even an became... and one? And what? Oh, what like, yeah, you could get an and one. Yeah, if it was a foul, you could. But, like, there was no three-point line. That was invented, you know, in my lifetime. So I think, yeah, four-point line, could that could easily happen in our lifetime. And I think it should. I think it'll be they, they, bas- er, pace. <laughs> one of those B sports also, baseball is changing too. Like they're ma- they this season they've made the pitchers go faster. They're like you can't stand up on that mound and chew sunflower seeds for forty five minutes in between pitches, which I think ruins the game. It's bullshit. I actually that makes me happy to hear that. I might actually uh, no. watch more baseball if it it's if not it about up a little bit how fast it gets over with. God, it's about the quality. Mm-hmm. Baseball is like sex. Should go on a disturbingly long amount of time and end with disappointment <laughs> while being watched by thousands of people yelling while being peanuts. watched by tens of thousands <laughs> of people yelling abuse at you <laughs> drunken fans if i don't have peanuts thrown at me while i'm getting busy then i am disappointed that's why i'm i come over man i'm you're welcome. And i appreciate it you know like if we could only get you know about forty nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine more people it'd be perfect i could sell box seats you're gonna need a bigger house yeah that's a good point I wonder if Dodger Stadiums is available for rent. <laughs> what do you want to do? Well, I want to have Josh Hartnett get fucked on home plate by a bear. <laughs> <laughs> Let's 
real people watching throw peanuts. Do you think that would distract the bear? <laughs> I feel like it might. The <laughs> bear is just like, whoa, fucking peanuts, man. I'm working here. Come on. Ooh, I'm hungry, though. <laughs> Takes a lot of energy to fuck Josh Arnett. <laughs> <laughs> I got to get my protein up. Got to get some, get, some, get some protein here. <laughs> Our show is terrible. <laughs> it's it's off the rails. <laughs> oh, my God. We make the worst fucking podcast <laughs> ever. <laughs> I don't even know how to sell people on this anymore. Like, hey, do you want to hear me make up Star Wars pornos and theorize about Josh Hartnett and bestiality? Tune in. Make make sure to subscribe, folks. <laughs> make sure to subscribe. You don't want to miss any of it. Oh, man. Next week, birds and fisting. Which Hollywood stars would you like to see fisted by birds? All Assuming right, we, birds had fists. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to intervene then. And uh, I'm gonna get us off this this <laughs> awful <laughs> Josh Hartnett raping. Um, uh, Brian, what's going on in the news world here? What, what can you tell us from the news world? <laughs> um, well, d- bears aren't raping people. That's for sure. Okay, There's none of that happening. Uh, cannot say the same for Stanford students. Wait, uh, oh they're cardinals. God, damn it, they're cardinals. <laughs> uh, and so cardinals are raping people. That's right. I saw a thing on the Facebooks about this, but I didn't. I didn't. Mm. I haven't really looked into it or read it. So educate me. What's going on here? Which actually, so before you do, I want to highlight the fact that my life is now, as far as me getting my news. Here's how I rank my news sources. Okay. I go headlines that I blip through on Facebook. Okay. Then we have last week tonight with John Oliver. Sure. And then we have you. So, oh, congratulations, man, you've made the list. You're wow. like Walter Cronkite now. Oh, I feel like great responsibility to not make this as unfortunately sad as it's about to be. <laughs> but Okay. Dude, we just finished talking about a bear getting peanuts thrown at it. <laughs> <Dr. laughs> and I know you're the king of the segue, but there's no way we're about to tastefully talk about anything. So, here we go. Um... I want to say first off, before we get too far into this, that it is indicative of rape culture how absolutely horrible this Stanford dude's dad, specifically. I mean, the Stanford dude that that basically he raped an unconscious girl behind a dumpster at Stanford, right? That's Whoa. as low as you can go. Like, I mean, you could probably go lower, but you can be in exper- the dumpster. He's experimenting with how low and awful he can be as a human being, uh, and so. He like two witnesses saw him and like went over and like pulled him, like chased him. Like he was like he was in the middle of this rape behind a dumpster. And like these two witnesses saw him doing this and like he saw them see him and he ran and they they chased him down and like tackled him and called the police. So, I mean, the guy did the guy and the cops show up and they're like it was pretty unequivocal that this guy raped this girl. In a lot of cases, the you know, with rape, there's a there's a lot of time where you're like. You know, it's her word against his. No, there's witnesses. There's she was unconscious. There's witnesses and police proof that this guy is a rapist. So he's a rapist. Good. Hands down, game over, walk away. <clears throat> so he gets convicted of being a rapist. Uh, and he gets six months in jail. And for the rest of his life, he's got to um, register as a sex offender. 
for the rest of his he life. Got which six months? That's what everybody on Facebook was like. Six months? Fuck that! Like the the maximum was like I think five to six years or something, and he got six months. And the judge was like, "Well, you know, I didn't want to. You know, he this is his first offense, and I didn't want to throw it at. You know, I felt yeah, like but it's a pretty bad first offense. The worst part is like the judge. The judge. The, the, the judge went on to say. I feel like it would be detrimental to his life if he spent more than six months in prison. I'm like, what about the girl? I feel like that was pretty detrimental to her life. Yeah. Like the rest of her life, she gets to walk around knowing that that happened. That is a horrible, horrible thing. And this guy gets six months in jail for that? So here's the, here's, here's, so you think this has gone as low as it can go, but it doesn't. It goes a little lower. Uh, his dad, and on the sentencing day, they, they like read out, into court records like statements from people involved and like the the girl who was raped got to read a statement where she was basically like you've forever scarred my life because of this um the dad his dad reads out a statement that says and i'm trying to get the exact wording of this right uh ruining my son's life for 20 minutes of action seems ridiculous and just twitter went apeshit 20 minutes of action is not what happened, dude. No. And it's just indicative of like, okay, so if that's his dad, yeah, it kind of makes sense that he raised a rapist. It's right. kind of, it, it, it's, it, it, lended, it lends itself to some evidence of the idea of rape culture. When we talk about like rape culture, I feel like that, that is a prime and perfect example of a dad that raised his son to not think of women as people and, and, th- and to have really unhealthy attitudes about sex. Right. So, yeah, so I was just like, oh, my God, really? You're going to you think what your son did was 20 minutes of action. No, no. He's a convicted rapist with witnesses and police proof. Right. It's not like this girl was unconscious, was like, hey, you know what I want to do tonight for our date? I want to go knock yeah. myself unconscious behind a dumpster you can, so you can have sex with me. Pretty sure that's not a fetish or a kink or anything. And uh, pretty sadly, sh- yeah. thanks to Rule 34, now it is. True, I'm sure that there are people that love to to have sex behind dumpsters. In fact, I've probably walked out on a few of them. But Actually, yeah, I remember. Yeah, there was a thing at Denny's one time that was that was that I yeah. Yeah. Now you wander by a dumpster sometimes, and you just is that raccoons? Nope. Nope. <laughs> at least it's consensual, though. You're like, well, that's con- some consensual sex, and man, I hope they're not conceiving a child behind there because that would just be sad to be like, where were I conceived? Behind the dumpster at the Denny, sweetie. I feel like you'd have to name the kid Denny at least at that point. <laughs> you know, it'd be kind of cool. But uh, anyway, so yeah, uh, this horrible rapist kid is going to jail for six months, which I think is not long enough, and his dad is an absolute tool bag, and the internet's pretty much just doing the best to make sure the dad knows he's a tool bag, well, which you kind of think you got to know already. But anyway, and with with only six months, he's not even going to go to federal prison, is he? I think he's going to like a yeah, but like for for pretty pretty in and out sort of thing. I don't I don't know if he's going to Gen Pop or well, what. I don't know speaking, the specifics. So um, unless, unless I'm mistaken, I've always understood that most sentences under a year are usually in like a county jail. Um, oh yeah, then, no, you're probably right. And if it you know if it clears a year, that's usually when they go to like a federal penitentiary. Mm. So. And this, this is me being a vengeful person. Um, I feel like if he's not, you know, if he's just going to like a county jail or something, I don't even think he's going to get what rapists deserve to get in prison. I don't think mm. that's going to happen to him. I may not. 
uh, it, it's just kind of a messed up situation that I'm like, yeah, that pretty much beautifully illustrates why dads out there, please teach your sons to be good people and not dickbag dumpster rapists. Because so has there been any more yeah. uh, fallout against the dad and the family or anything, or was it just like uh, Twitter blew up? Just happened like 24 hours ago, so it's just mostly Twitter going apeshit right now. And uh, there's a petition online, if you care to sign it, I'm sure if you'd Google it, uh, where they're trying to recall the sentencing judge to get him back, to get him a harsher sentence. Uh, it's like up to 25,000 signatures right now, was the last I heard of it. So if you feel like, man, I, that kid needs a longer sentence, I might go sign it. I don't know. I mean, I don't Does I don't a petition wish- do anything in that kind of instance? Like, I know, like, there was... Um Something like like with the White House, if you get enough signatures on something, they have to look at it. But maybe does yeah, it maybe work that's with sentencing route? recall. I mean, they can you can recall a sentencing judge, but it has. To, I'm not sure how it works. Um, I doubt that it's amount of petition signees, but maybe if there's enough petition signees, it'll let people know like, hey, there's enough people that not okay with this that it needs to change, there which is go. kind of how petitions work. So anyway, yeah. I'm not sure where to go from there. I'm not gonna lie. Right? See, you, you. We did this to us, man. We started. With, I just we, said, tell our, me about the tone the news. of our show. You didn't have to like go to the most rapey news story you could find. I just hey, the tone of our show is just up and down. <laughs> You're like, oh hey, we're gonna have a jolly good time. Oh, and then this really sad news story. Is there you know what I think to we it? need to do? No, not really. You know what I think we need to do? The best What's way that? to just cleanly get out of this. Sure. Uh, I think we need to do another unseen movie review. Always popular, right? sure. I always because, enjoy doing those. Uh, um, speaking I've of things that that should be recalled, there was a decision made by Hollywood that we needed another uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. Have you seen the new one yet? I have not. I've been busy not watching that. I have also been busy not watching it. So I feel like that. Let's uh, let's you know, cowbunga, dude. Let's let's uh, let's review this movie. That we've okay. totally, totally, totally seen. Yeah, absolutely seen that. Yeah. Um, so I think we have to d- start the movie review talking about the direct correlations it had to the first one. The fact yes. that it's really just a continuation. Like the fact mm-hmm. that they pick up almost right where they left off in the first one. Yeah. Uh, which I watched the first one, but like a year ago on mm-hmm. Netflix. And I don't remember how it ends, but I'm pretty sure it ended with a sentient blueberry beating down Michelangelo. But That's what I remember, the, yeah. Yeah, and but then at the end, in revenge for Michelangelo, they juice the blueberry. Right. And then Michelangelo is like, I'm alive, cowabunga, let's get some pizza and put blueberries on it. And then they do. And then Megan Fox was there. And Megan Fox was also there. Uh, and so, but then they pick up opening credits, eating pizza with yeah. blueberry juice on their faces from the blueberry yeah. of the pizza. So it's clearly Pizza. no time at all has passed. Yeah, and good continuity too, which is awesome for them. You know that I mean, that was great. They are nothing if not very high level professionals with you know with making these turtles movies. Like they're this is honestly, I feel like if it's not in you know the Oscar conversation, I think it's it's going to be an injustice. The first one or the second one? Are you talking? The second, or just do you think the whole trilogy once they're done? Sure, I be think like Lord- actually. I think be like Lord the of the Rings. Done, they're going to go ahead and actually create. I, if, I, it would be a disservice if they don't create a brand new Oscar category f- mm. specifically for trilogies. 
Yeah, no, because well, Lord of the Rings, you know, they didn't award it anything until like I mean, they awarded a few things, but then like in the third one, after the third one, they were like Poof, awards everywhere. I think that's going to happen here too because it's such. It really is the two towers. Mm. This last Turtles movie is the two towers. It picks up immediately after Ridley is off, and I'm not going to spoil anything, but let's just you know, we'll say it. It ends in quite a cliffhanger. It does. I mean, you I, don't know yet. The next installment is going to. It's literally going to have to pick up right where this one left off. Right, I mean, I mean, did did Raphael really murder Donatello? Or w- oh, wait. I mean, I feel like it's okay in this this version to talk about spoilers since neither of us has, has has seen it. This is true. This is true. So, so, so what do you think? Do you think that do you think that Raphael really did murder Donatello with? Uh, yes. Yeah. They made the bold choice to kill him, and I think they made the right choice. No one likes Donatello. He's a loser. He's the worst turtle. Easily. What's funny is he far. was always my favorite, actually. I he wears purple. He does. Who wears purple when you're a ninja? No one. Oh, he's even like don't doesn't like the Foot Clan wear purple, like yeah. So is he part of that? Is he? I think he's probably a, the you know the part where Raphael screams "You traitor!" and stabs him in the eye. That I think, is which a good was point. gory, obviously, it was really gory for a Nickelodeon for a kids movie, movie. They went, they went there. Yeah, and let's not even get into the sex scenes. I won't even touch them. Uh, I didn't want to see Megan Fox in that position. And Splinter. I know. No, didn't want to see it. I was it. shocked. Did not like, want to see it. It was it was disturbing. Right, it was disturbing and, I mean, and to she's, see. Not to say she's not an attractive actress. She's a good-looking woman. We've been through this before, but I just yeah. It was. I don't think that. I don't think there's a place in Hollywood for bestiality. I just don't. And I think it was disgusting. To unless it's our film, unless we have made it. Saying, duh. Right. No, if we'd that's made gonna, it, that's gonna be yeah. art. That's gonna right. be art. High art, definitely Oscar-worthy. Yeah. But in this film, she I think it was a dip. She's going to put it so, out there. I mean, she fucked a rat. Okay, but, I mean, well, saying that, I, I'm not going to say that it was a not controversial choice. It's like, um, I'm trying to think of, like, a, a really cutting edge. Like, they could have shown this at the Cannes Film Festival. Mm-hmm. That's the line that they were playing with on the edge by putting that scene in when, when, Megan, Ro- when Megan Fox falls in love with a rat. Mm. And then they get married? Whoa. That, that, yeah, that was pushing some, some Push, boundaries. You know, you know all those right-wing people who were like, oh, you let gay people marry. Next thing you're going to want to marry your dog or a rat or something. Boom. Hollywood went there. Hollywood yep. went there right away. They're pushing their agenda. And they are. I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it because interspecies love, as we've documented with our sequel to The Revenant, I like that this thing just keeps coming back no matter how much we kill it. <laughs> um, is, is, it's, in, it's a line that we need to maybe not cross, but at least examine. And this film examines that line. It looks at it and it says, no, gay sex is a whole other thing that has nothing to do with bestiality. And, mm-hmm. and I stand by what I said before, back when that debate was happening. It, you know, it's, it's the, the difference between bestiality, why I think, you know, whenever they would make the argument of, oh, yeah, next thing you're going to let him marry your dog, I would say no, because that dog isn't sentient. That dog can't answer in the affirmative. So it is right. dog rape. And that is wrong. But this movie asks... What if the rat is sentient? What if he can right. talk? Because he's a mutant. And not just Does talk, that make it okay? But feel. And fuck. <laughs> That's the question this movie asks. This rat can feel. They are in love. And so mm. when they get married, and the turtles, rightly, Leonardo is upset because mm-hmm. he is clearly in love with Megan Fox, but he can't voice his love because he's a turtle. But he is, again, sentient, so he can make the decision between consent and non-consent. It is consensual sex. 
between yeah. Megan Fox and a rat. And I mean, a, a very large rat, I'd also like to add. It's not like he's a small rat. He is no. like her size, it, yeah. just to put it in perspective. It's a mutant rat. Yeah. So I, I, I mean, think they've crossed weird. the line. Yeah, no. They've crossed the line that other mutant films are scared to flirt with. And I, I got to say, to me, I don't know if I appreciate it, but I think it at least deserves some award consideration at the end of the year. Once the trilogy's so, done, obviously. So in your opinion, on a scale of one to five, how many rat boners do you give Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles to? A strong, firm, turgid three. Yeah. Three and a half. Just cut one. D- just sort of do a uh, Lorena like Bobbitt on one of those. One. Right. Right. Uh, it's like three and a half. Lorena Bobbitt, one of those rat boners. And it's that's where my out, out of four, three and a half out of four rat boners. Because okay. I, it flirted with a line where I felt uncomfortable. And okay. I think just my own uncomfort with it takes it down half a star. What about you? And, and, and then, but it was out of five stars or out of five boners. So you just, it, it disturbed you so much you want to alter the scale? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No. Oh, that's right. You did say out of five. Yeah. No, I would, I'll stand by that, actually. Yes. I'll take a star away also for the turtles. They just shouldn't be in these films anymore. It doesn't make sense. It's true. They really just need to get away. Because, I mean, they're not, they don't really drive the story. They, you no. know, not when no, the, not no when the central love focus turtles. Yeah, not when the central love focus has clearly become the Splinter and Megan Fox's marriage. Will it work? Can right. it survive the challenges? Especially that with those mutant interloping uh, uh, gay wedding planners, Bebop and Rocksteady. Yeah, I oh, those guys. That was yeah. uh, that was I thought was actually really brave uh, directing. Very topical. It's yeah. topical, you know, to 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 make them uh, homosexual wedding planners, and then to mutate them in, mm. and and into a a a a boar and a uh whatever he was rhino rhino? yeah was it i i couldn't really tell underneath all the glitter and and explosions it's hard to tell what he was but sure okay rhino sure so the fact that they were and then the controversy of them saying we're not going to make a cake for you i know because you are not a rhinoceros (laughs) You you almost got that out. You almost got it out with a straight face. It was close. <laughs> you are not All a right. rhinoceros or a boar. <laughs> Therefore, you shouldn't marry me. Because it's against It's nature. wrong. It's, it's against wrong. God's commandments. It is against God's commandments. Because they are, they are evangelical gay boars and rhinos mutants. I mean, homosexual layers in this film. And homosexual... Evangelical boars and rhino mutants. Yes. The layers in this film, man, incredible. You. you know, never mind. Five rat boners out of five. I'm sorry. There I you even... go. That's what I was. Yeah, but get was rid of the turtles. Hoping you'd come to my side. It was definitely five get, out of get five. Get rid of the boners. turtles. They're just useless. Get the turtles out. They they just were they were sideshow characters in their own movie. Just yeah. For the last film, give me the love story I need. I think that Whatever the that world like. needs. Sure. I mean, I don't know if I I I'm ready for people to attempt to start mutating themselves into rats so that they can marry Megan Fox? I mean, I don't know. Would you? The question I think that the film begs, and I want you to answer, is would you consider mutating yourself into a rat if you could marry Megan Fox? And let's assume, of course, that you've got a lot of chemistry with Megan Fox, as Master Splinter does. You know, that you watch the same movies, get the same jokes, love the same Thai food place. (laughs) Um, Like, has... Would I be her first rat? Um, 
Yeah, well, yeah, obviously because I mean, well, yeah, because I mean, it's just okay. a film so far. Right, right. So, oh, also, that was a film. So, in real life, if real life were to follow that film, and you were to become a mutated rat person, <laughs> to be with Megan Fox, <laughs> would you do that? And yes, you are her. Fir- you'd be the first rat mutant person. There'd be no others. It'd just be you. I mean, yeah, I don't I, know. Yeah, I think so. I, I want to clarify that I'm pretty sure Brian Austin Green is a mutated rat person, her first <laughs> husband. So I don't want to like give that one away, but I'm pretty sure he's a mutant of something. So mm-hmm. anyway, maybe not a first mutant, but definitely, definitely a first mutant rat person. You know, what? I I feel like I would I I feel like I'd dip my toe in there. You know, I I'd I'd feel comfortable if there was a, an escape plan, like if there was a way to reverse it. You know, because in this no. day and age, I mean, marriages just don't—they're not what they used to be. So. This is true, but I, I just I have to stress that you can't go back to being a human. There's no like mm. like ooze that'll take you back. You would be a rat person for the rest of your life. But again, you'd be with Megan Fox. Or would you want to yeah. date her first and then change yourself into a rat person? Yeah. Know would... You know what? That I could go with that. Let's go with that. Get to know her as friends before she sees you in a sexual way. As a rat <laughs> because... person. <laughs> well, that's because <laughs> Megan Fox is only clear. I mean, she dated Brian Austin Green, whose initials are Bag. So she clearly can only date sewer-dwelling mammals. That is probably the cattiest I've ever been on this show. I'm sorry, Brian so. Austin Green. I've never even met you. I don't. I never watched 90210. I've never seen you. I have Liar. no idea. Maybe Liar. you're a good person. I've never. I did not watch 90210. I was you a Saved by the Bell in guy. Your bedroom wall. Don't even lie. No, I don't. Saved by the Bell guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. As long as we're going into dark, weird places, did you hear the fan theory that on... Uh, there's this fan theory going on the internet that uh, in Saved by the Bell, it's implied that Slater, Kelly, uh, Kapowski, and... Or Lark, because uh, Kelly Kapowski is... Yeah. So, like, the four sexy leads had, mm-hmm. like, this weird four-way and all lost their virginity to each other at the same time. Like, apparently it's written into the show. Fan theory. They they like cite examples. I've not read it yet. I've just heard about it. As I long as we're getting into this, but I feel like that <laughs> needs to be researched and talked about on our next episode. It, you know what? We'll we'll put it on our next episode. Uh, I, as far as I know, there were no mutated rats or bears involved with the four way. No. It was just them, and that that's why I'll, Screech I'll is so still pissed. Look into it, I guess. And that's why <laughs> Screech is so pissed and obsessed with losing his virginity on that show is because he missed out on that. And so that's why there's like a there's like a very compelling fan theory. Apparently, I've not read it. I'll look into it because our listeners yeah. deserve to know it is. whether the Saved by the Bell kids and it's what they come to expect. It's really At this point, if you're still us. listening, you should not be surprised that this is a topic <laughs> we're hoping to discuss. Now we are running out of time here, but we uh, we talked uh, talked a little bit about this, and we we I think we'd be remiss if we didn't actually we did both see a movie. Oh shit! Yeah. And speaking of mutants, we did not see this movie together. We have not yet talked no. about this, so I'm nope. excited because it is you you get excited about Oscar season. I. I do get excited about summer blockbuster season because I'm a pretty big comic book nerd and I'm definitely a fan of comic book movies although Batman vs Superman is shit but what cuz we do not always agree on these um true I, I I will con- I will always cite the Hulk as as a a, a big tipping point for us for but, sure uh, and both kind of, of them the actually. Iron Man series 
Yeah. Also, we, we diverge yeah. on that. Yeah. Hmm. But uh, so I'm curious. First of all, what have you thought of this X-Men franchise so far as far as uh, fir- First Class and Days of Future Past? I like them, actually, both of them. Brian Singer's. Okay. I liked First Class and I liked Days of Future Past. They're great films. They're good. Okay. And so what I are still your think thoughts X- on? I still think X2 is the best of the bunch out of all of them. X2 is quite frankly, one of the most flawlessly made comic book movies of all time. But the last two were good in this franchise. With like, I like Fassbender and McAvoy as, as um, Magneto and, and uh, Dr. Baldy Wheelchair Man. <laughs> okay. Which is, his, which is his Christian name. <laughs> yeah, um, that's his given name, yeah. Uh, Xavier so, uh, is all bullshit. So, so what did you think, though? Of X-Men Apocalypse. Single Tier. It's called right. X-Men Single Tier. It was shit. Tier. No, <laughs> come on. No, movie was trash. It was it's good. Okay. okay. Tell me what you hated so much about it. Okay. Uh, the villain was useless. <laughs> Completely useless villain. Like, he spent more time fashion designing outfits for his friends than he did actually doing <laughs> anything apocalyptic. Like, there was one shot where, like, Magneto's talking, like, he's having, like, a mental mind talk argument with Professor X. And over the shoulder, you can literally see Oscar Isaac in the world's dumbest makeup designing suits for his friends. Like, that's just like, that's like, you're like, hey, can I watch? Like, can the bad guy do something bad now? Because he's just busy designing outfits. Like, he was just, it was like watching a gay stylist the entire time. No, 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 we're taking <laughs> over the world. But God damn it, not in that outfit, we're not. You we're going to look here. fabulous. Stripes and purples, we're doing it. You're gonna look like me. Like it just—he was bad. There was no threat to him at all. Like even like I'm not. Spoilers aside, there's a moment where he basically destroys a city. Mm. Um, and he destroys the city, and then like he's like looking for Professor X because Professor X gets away from him, and he's like, "Where are you? I'll find you." And it's like, dude, he's ten feet from you. He's on the <laughs> other side of a wall. You sensed him <laughs> across the other side of a planet. But now you're having a really hard time because he's in a dingy bathroom. Like, just that's <laughs> your. It was terrible. Like, I did not like the villain. And like the pant, the, the suit they made for Oscar Isaac looked like when he. Like, I don't know if you noticed, he didn't walk much in it because when he did, he looked like a baby that had shit his diaper. Like the whole time, <laughs> like he'd be walking along and like, uh, uh, be like, and then they hit a certain point where they're like, okay. Fuck it. He's just going to like stand in the corner and design outfits for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll just have Magneto do the walking. Cool. We're good. Okay, so you didn't like the villain. The villain Is was awful. Is that it though? Like like that cuz Oh, the new like, for the, me I liked uh Sophie Turner. What were your thoughts with her as Jean Grey? She is fantastic if you need an actress who is afraid for her life or needs to be viciously assaulted sexually by Ramsey Snow. If those are things you require from your actress, Sophie Turner is your girl. If you need someone to flirt effectively with Captain Pillow Lips is what I'm calling him. Because <laughs> that kid, <laughs> they had zero chemistry. Did you believe for an instant that either one of those people wanted to fuck each other? No. I would believe they'd want to fuck a bear before they'd want to fuck each other. Just to keep that theme coming. <laughs> I, I just didn't buy it. I was like, like, that whole scene where she's like, I can read your mind, Scott. I already know. Oh, I know your name's Scott because I'm telekinetic. It was like, whoop, shit. And she like 
Famke Johnson would have made that sexy, but Sophie Turner made it sound like she was just repeating, like, I don't know, something she read in a book. Like, oh, I'm tel- like, tel- telepathic. I do. I'm, people don't like me very much. Who doesn't like you? You're the sexiest. Like, you look like a model, and you could, you're the most powerful mutant. Why does any child at the school tease you? BS. It was, yeah. it was like, it's like in those movies when, like, the really hot girl, or sorry, I mean the really nerdy girl turns out to be hot, and you're like, who thought you were ugly? You had glasses yeah. and coveralls on. That is what the Sophie Turner thing felt like to me. It's like, no. No one thinks that Jean Grey and Captain Pillow Lips are losers. He shoots giant laser beams that destroy trees, and she can, you know, control things with her mind. None of these kids who, like, push pencils with their brains are like, <laughs> oh, man, these guys are stupid. So I just didn't, there was no chemistry. I wanted to like them so bad. And the new Nightcrawler kid, like, they gave him weird video game hands, and I was like, what? The design on the new Nightcrawler was iffy for me. He had, really? like, he looked like he shopped at Hot Topic. Uh, <laughs> and, I mean, it's hard because he's up against Alan Cumming, who was the greatest Nightcrawler of all time. Like, yeah. the only other iteration of Nightcrawler was really good. Can I mean, it's unfair agree, to the poor kid. Can we at least agree that Quicksilver is done really, really, really well in, in this movie as well as Days of Future I, Past? I will agree with you that Brian Singer wants to have consensual sex with Evan Peters. Because he is giving him all of the good moments. Yeah. Like, he's just like, yeah, there's an X-Men movie, whatever. Like, maybe what Brian Singer needs to do is stop making X-Men movies and just make a Quicksilver movie. I'd be okay with yeah. that. Because he's doing a great job. The Quicksilver scenes were all good. They are fantastic. Everything he was in, I was like, oh, I'm enjoying this. And then he'd go away or stop talking, and it would be like, okay. Particularly J-Law. Can we please agree that J-Law's agent had a very large hand in writing that film? Oh, we okay. I thought you were to... about to say something bad about her in this. I was like, wait, you didn't like her either? No, I did not like her in this film. Why? Because she had that thing that, like, okay, so in the last film, Mystique is, we're on, a, we're past the spoiler thing for that. So in the in yeah, the, yeah, in yeah. the we film, can talk about Days of Future Past. Yeah, Days of Future Past. Mystique is uh, on, uh, like, some news camera footage for a hot second being smacked around by Magneto, and that's it. And yet all of the new kids at the school are like, she's a hero. She is so amazing. And I'm like, A, no. The character of Mystique is never supposed to be a hero. Fuck you. It'd be like if, like, in Spider-Man, Venom was like, oh, well, Venom, wait a we minute, look wait up to you. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I will disagree with that. Mystique, uh, I, I thought Mystique's uh, origin stories and stuff, that she, she, she becomes a villain working with Magneto when she becomes yeah. an adult, but... Um, but I'm pretty sure she was wasn't she at some point a uh, uh, a good character that turned. No, bad? she probably. I, I guarantee you, at some point, she worked with the X Men for a while before betraying them. And but the point of Mystique is, she's a really cool character, who as soon as they found out they had J Law and that she was going to be a hit, like this third film just feels like it is like every single time she's on screen, someone has to talk about how inspiring and awesome it she is. It did feel like uh, it, it felt like she was very so. Katnessy. And she doesn't even do anything. She was totally Mystique Everdeen the whole time. But she didn't <laughs> do anything. Like how many times did she actually like disguise herself as something other than Jennifer Lawrence? Because she spends the whole film disguised as Jennifer Lawrence, except for moments when she turns blue to be like, I'm proud of my blueness. Fuck you, you should have been proud of your blueness like three movies ago. Right. I'm like I was like, uh-uh, no way. 
Because like, and then like at the beginning be of the film for her, couldn't that be a trilogy arc for her that she's? It would be great if it was proud. a trilogy arc for her, but we resolved it last film. Like every film, that's what it's about. It's like the same problem with the Star Trek fan- franchise. Oh no, Kirk has daddy issues and he's a rebel. Like that <laughs> that happens every film. He never learns to not have daddy issues. He never gets past it. So, so it's just watching Kirk struggle with the same shit again and again. Do you again. think we'll have every film? Uh, Kirk be a stripper at some point? Like, is, is that where they're going with it? Maybe. Isn't he already? <laughs> like, every film, they have him take his shirt off, too. Because equality, whatever. I don't know. But, like, fucking... <laughs> in this film, like, again, Mystique was like, I'm so ashamed of being blue. And I just wanted to be like, fuck, this was literally the first movie. Like, X-Men First Class was all about you learning to accept yourself. Three movies later, we're still dealing with that shit. Because Jennifer Lawrence, I have a feeling doesn't like the blue makeup because it makes her look fat. I'm <laughs> betting that's why. She's like, it doesn't make me look pretty. I don't want to be in it. And so she's like, so in this film, she's going to disguise herself as me constantly. Then I don't want to be in the makeup. Maybe for like, like I guarantee her agent was in that room being like, okay, I'll give you like 15 minutes of the blue makeup in the entire film. 15. And they were like, uh, we really need 20. And he's like, no, 15. 15 or she walks. And they were like, fine, 15. So that so like look in the film, watch the film. She is never not J Law. Even in that sequence where they're trapped in the room that apparently does away with their powers, her powers still work to be Jennifer Lawrence. What? No, she was blue in that. No. When they're trapped, when Strike spoiler alert, folks, when Stryker traps them, it's not really that much of a spoiler. He traps right. them in the room before the world's shittiest cameo, by the way. You didn't like it? Oh, please, let me remind you of the much better film you could be watching. Thanks. <laughs> that, that was a pity fuck. That was a pity fuck from Brian Singer, who was like, guys, I know you want to see him, but no. Okay, fine, for like two minutes. And he'll be awesome for like two minutes, but then I'm taking him away. And also, by the way, I'm going to, like, I like that he's super adherent to being like, no, they're prequels. The, all the, anything that happens in these first three totally is going to affect the other ones. No, it isn't, because if it did... He would know who Jean Grey was the minute he saw her. Also, that was super uncomfortable. Super <laughs> uncomfortable. No. Like, I, I love that we are basically spoiling all of this, but I'm. if you've seen the movie, you know what scene we're talking about. If you haven't, don't watch the movie. Uh, but anyway, mm-hmm. there's that moment, and it's just like, are they going to do it? Because, no, She's I don't want to see right that, now. actually. She's a child. Yeah, <laughs> which makes it so much worse. It ruined. It made X two worse for me because <laughs> now every time I'm going to watch X two, I'm going to be like, he has seen her as a teenager, and is totally fine with this. Like, just no, man, no, you pedophile. I go back okay. to Canada without diving into spoilers. It's hard to have this conversation, but uh, I I feel like. I feel like the whole mind fuckery that that particular character deals with overall. Um. Could it could account for, you know, not not recognizing Jean Grey right off the bat, twenty years down the line. That is their terrible story thing. Like just like oh, it is their mind powers. And their mind powers, whatever. She doesn't right. So he may not remember her. She remembers him. I guarantee you, she doesn't remember that true. shit. So like either way, you're not faced with a very pleasant prospect of where this film goes. Just saying. This like and and I and again back to my point. They're locked in that room. 
And they're like, now get us out, Nightcrawler. And Nightcrawler's like, I can't because I can't use my mutant powers. And they're like, Scott, help us. Scott, oh, you can't. I'm sorry, Mr. Captain Pillow Lips. Help us, Captain Pillow Lips. <laughs> Captain Pillow Lips can't do anything. Nobody can do anything. Beast can't be beast. You know, or Beast is actually stuck as Beast, you know, because right. his meds wore off or whatever. Totally underused him, by the way. He just felt yeah. so to act on. It's like, hey, and Beast is here. Well, we're fighting things. And Beast is here. Poor Nicholas Holt. He just needed, I wanted him to just say, witness me just once. witness me and go apeshit that'd been awesome anyway but mystique's powers to look like jennifer lawrence still in total effect still can use them movie because i could have sworn she was blue then no she is not trust me i remember this because i was sitting in the theater going this is some shit right here this is this is jennifer lawrence stomping her foot on set and me like i know i'm not putting the blue makeup on that's over 15 minutes if i do that and i'm not doing that because I'm pretty. You, uh, I forgot you. You do have insight into that she might not be as great of a human being as she portrays. And not even me. Here. She's sitting around harassing journalists who don't speak English. I mean, at this point, if you're still a Jennifer Lawrence fan, I, I, then I guess you and your Keeping Up with the Kardashians show also enjoy hanging out with awful people. To be fair, I'm still just, a J Law fan. Of like how she looks, like her acting's not bad. <laughs> she's fairly good looking, but as a person, she's not great. And no, as, an actress, as an actress, as an yeah, actress, I, I think she's starting to get in her own way, kind of like Julia Roberts did. She reminds me a lot of Julia Roberts. Like okay. Julia Roberts had a lot of success, got, and I'm just gonna say, it, got spoiled to the point where she could dictate whatever she wanted. And when an actor has that power, like Tom Cruise had a huge career hiccup. You remember when Tom Cruise had to jump up and down on a couch on Oprah? That's because Tom Cruise had a point in his career where no one would say no to Tom Cruise. We're there with J-Law. No one says no to J-Law, and now we get terrible Mystique movies. Because hmm. you don't want to be in, I don't want to be in the blue makeup. I don't want to do it. I want to be pretty. Also, everyone should love me, even though I don't do anything. I do nothing. <laughs> she does the one thing for Nightcrawler, and that's it. Like, watch the movie again. I watched. She, she helps Nightcrawler, and then after that, she's pretty much just there being J-Law. And, like, occasionally she'll be like, oh, let's do stuff. But she doesn't do anything. She never transforms into another person again to use her powers as Mystique are never used again other than to realize that she loves being blue later, much later in the film. Oh, quick, let me go save the day. And by save the day, I'm going to have a very long conversation with Michael Fassbender. That's how I'm going to (laughs) save the day. And then at the end of it, I'm not going to actually follow through. We're going to just be like, okay, well, we're done with our conversation. We're going to walk away. Uh uh-uh. uh. Like Fastbender was fun. I liked him. Though yeah. don't even get me started on that damn scene in the forest. That was laughably bad. <laughs> and it, the problem with that is it sets up his motivation for the rest of the film and you're just like, oh, I can't and just birds. You guys were like and then a dude with like a wooden arrow. Because it had to be wood, right? Right. Like they make a big point out of the fact that none of them have metal. So you took a wooden arrow with a half cocked bow and did what you did right. accidentally. And it went through two people. Two. <laughs> I'm sorry. I shoot bows and arrows. I couldn't shoot a b- arrow through two people with a fucking metal arrow. That's hard. <laughs> this Polish policeman is the world's greatest archer. Is, is, he's a mutant. And his superpower is he anything he shoots goes through two people. Maybe it was Hawkeye just yeah, wandered was in. Hawkeye's like dad. Well, I guess it uh, wouldn't be. Unless he, it unless would be, he already that's Hawkeye's, conceived. Hawkeye's origin story. He's secretly a Polish-Russian policeman <laughs> from the from the Eastern Bloc. But that whole thing was just like, 
And the it was so predictable. The minute they're like, look at Magneto, he has a happy life. Yeah, that won't last. Not going <laughs> to last. They're going to do everything in their power to like basically make this not happen. Well, and, and what was funny was uh, uh, I was curious how they were going to tackle the idea of Scarlet Witch if they were because, you know, Marvel's got that yeah. on lock. Yeah. And, uh, and so, you know, they do actually address the fact that Quicksilver is Magneto's son, but mm. in, you know, in the Marvel Universe... Quicksilver's a twin. It's him and Scarlet Witch. Uh, yeah. Which we know from uh, Age of Ultron. So, yeah. um, it w- what was funny was, I feel like, I feel like in some way that the birds, was that supposed to be like a little bit of like, was that supposed to be Scarlet Witch and it's <laughs> done? And also not the same age as, uh, as Quicksilver? I mean, maybe, or maybe that was Bird Lady, and she just died really <laughs> early in life. Sorry, folks, spoilers. But anyway, like it just—I honestly don't care about spoiling this film because I don't think anyone should watch it. It's not a good X-Men film. I See, did not. I care actually so, really liked it. I was able to enjoy. But it. But what did you like about it? I—I I promise I won't bash this. it too much. The lo- the bar's real low for me, which should tell you how bad Batman vs Superman is. Um, it's true. But. It's I just maybe it's just because I I you know I grew up with the you know with the X Men I grew up with Marvel I, characters I grew up watching stuff. the cartoon character too I watched the cartoon like crazy okay at the and at the best points of this film it reminded me of the cartoon I kept waiting to hear I was like oh that'd be all right never happened but anyway um but no I just I I I actually liked the way they. I I liked the way that they were bringing out these characters, seeing them come out from the from their youth. I actually am enjoying seeing the way they're doing them. Uh, I I did like what they did with with Jean Grey as far as her her little arc in the movie. I thought it was a little soon for the character in general. Like yeah, I could I could have seen them doing that over multiple movies instead of. It, it would be like if Star Wars: A New Hope ended with, "Hey, I'm your dad." <laughs> and I'm your dad. and you know what? And I'm I'm and I'm rethinking this whole evil thing. Let's uh let's get let's get some Froyo. Yeah, let's get Froyo. Um, I'm gonna be a good dad to you. We're done here. But <laughs> okay. So so I mean like yes, it was some stuff was rushed, some stuff felt felt out of place, but on the whole, I was able to enjoy it as far as being a fun comic book movie. Um, mm. and I, and I liked, I liked feeling like it's setting up for more movies. Like at the end of, uh. So what you liked about it is that it felt like an incomplete story that started other stories. No, because I felt like it was its own story too. I did. I guess. Like I felt like, cause, cause we've had this conversation about how I feel about Matrix 2 and 3. Neither of those are movies. Together, no. they're one giant shit show. But two is yes. not a movie. Three is not a movie. They are they are two halves of of one bad hole. I loved how this movie quite literally slammed itself while trying to make fun of another movie. That was so beautiful. When they're walking out of Return of the Jedi and go, the third one's always the worst one, trying to slam X-Men Last Stand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I wanted to be like, oh, no, you're right. You're absolutely right. See, and I actually dug that, too, but I actually thought that I thought maybe, just maybe, they were actually taking a shot at themselves too, we hoping that people would disagree with it. 
but I think no. that, that might have been a Deadpool type move to take a shot at yourself. The thing with it is, though, is that Deadpool was a good movie. <laughs> so when it made when it made fun of itself, it was like, oh, haha, that's funny because you're actually cool. In this one, it was like a really shitty person agreeing, like, oh yeah, I'm an awful person. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's just like, okay, then the why am I words. here with? Then why am I trapped in another room with this in this room with you for another hour to watch you know your pants shitting villain wander totter around the <laughs> universe with no plan? By the way, I love that they're like they made a big deal out of like he always finds the most powerful mutants to be. No, he quite literally the first four mutants he met was like, oh you, well you want to be on my team? You be on my team too. There were no mutants that he met that he turned down. No one. So you're you're you're. Your criteria for becoming one of the four uh, horsemen of the apocalypse is to, is to be just there. run into apocalypse. Just <laughs> be around when he wakes up. You know, when he pops up out of the ground, be a street rat that robs some things so that he can recreate the scene from Aladdin and stop the bad guys from getting to you. Really wanted him to sing Riff Raff, Street Rat, <laughs> Autobada. I actually did. I did actually make an Aladdin joke in that scene. Like when it when I was watching it, I I actually leaned over to the person I was watching with and made made a reference to that because yeah, it was very much. It's completely uh, Aladdin. Yeah, it was Aladdin. Yeah, um, straight up Aladdin. Which I don't know if before your film, by the way, uh, the lady that played Storm, did you have like a PSA before your film? Yeah, from her, which was like Isn't the softest <laughs> version of "Please don't pirate our movie ever." I think is what they're trying to do. And I will quote my brother on this. He loves to say this about P- about piracy PSAs. If you'd pirated this film, you'd be watching it right now. Because it's like, yeah, so you're going to go on a film in a theater and tell me not to pirate films. I'm clearly not because I'm in the <laughs> theater. If I was at home pirating this movie, I'd be watching it right now. But instead, I'm watching you ruin your character for me later because all I can think whenever she's like hammering people with lightning in the film is, man, she really hates movie pirates. Like, <laughs> what's Storm going to do later in this film? She's going to take down Pirate Bay. <laughs> the next film we called X-Men Pirates Bay, and they just stop people from illegally downloading films the whole oh time. Oh, my God. No, we're not. We don't have time to write another movie on this show. We're almost out of time here. It's true. Uh, but I... It was just, there were so many infuriating, it, it just didn't feel well thought out. It felt like they rushed this one, and that was a great movie, but the thing that always made X-Men movies awesome was the tension between Magneto and Xavier, mm-hmm. and this one, they tried, like, I was like, why did you even bother with Apocalypse? Because at no point did I ever feel like Magneto was a threat. Oh, and I'm sorry, i got to throw this one out here before we go. Fucking... The nuclear weapons scene was just the dumbest damn thing. You make such a big deal of like the end, like he's promised the apocalypse. And mm-hmm. so he has his means in his hands right. to create the apocalypse. And then so the whole thing, I'm like, oh my God. Like I was, I thought, whoa, this, I, up until that point, I was like, this movie's eh. Then they did that, and I was like, oh shit, are they going to do this? Is he going to drop nuclear bombs on all the major cities? All the nukes in the world go off at once. Holy shit, this is a big story choice. Uh, how are they going to do this? I was excited. And then he just fucking lets them fly off into space? <laughs> that, oh, and by the way, great emotionally tensional moment to choose to throw in the Stan Lee cameo. Thanks for that. Yeah. Like, it's supposed to be something funny, not like, you know, like Sophie Turner's getting raped or something and Stan Lee's like the milkman who goes, whoa, and runs. Like, <laughs> that was like literally where I was at. Like 
nuclear Armageddon. Stan Lee, hey! Oh, anyway, nuclear <laughs> Armageddon. Like, you can't fucking throw the cameo in there. It, it just, it's so bad. Everything did not feel well thought out. And they copied themselves. The end of the movie, Professor X and goddamn Magneto quite literally used lines from a previous X-Men movie. They copied and pasted yeah. that whole, oh, Charles, I don't, I just heard Ian McKellen, oh, Charles, you believe in humans and all that goodness, and Charles, they're going to come to your school one day. They said that in an yeah. earlier, better film. So thank you for reminding me of when you didn't suck at directing X-Men films, Brian Singer. Please never make another one. You're too <laughs> close. Retire, Brian Singer, please. I loved you, most of your X-Men movies. It's time to go. It's time to get it put out to pasture and make other movies. Let somebody else take over the X-Men franchise. That is my remedy for this whole thing, by the way. You know who needs to take it over? We do. So that yeah, Josh we Hartnett do. can fuck a mutant rat. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, we are literally out of time. So thank you again for listening. This has been Final Hour with the West Coast Neighbors. I'm Seth. I'm Brian. <laughs> and we'll catch you next time. Thank you for listening through all this if you made it all the way through. You up. There's a chorus of opinions, but you know what you love. Don't let them tell you no. Don't let them talk that shit. The only thing they'll give you is reasons you should quit. Don't let them get you down. You just stand up tall. Sometimes everybody This has been a Dry Run production.